going on guys welcome on back to second and short and today's episode of fantasy fridays where we're going to talk about our studs duds and sleepers for week 11 of the nfl season i am joined with my co-host aaron ben aaron how are you doing great ready for a turnaround for my tennessee titans how are you doing i'm doing great i i don't know if i want to turn around from the carolina panthers we'll figure we'll find out so let's get into it right yeah so let's talk about our studs first and with our studs we got a receiver we got a running back uh who do you want to talk about first that we think is going to stand out yeah this is a guy that i really like i just picked him up from the waiver wire for whatever he, reason he was available uh and that's uh, damian harris from the patriots going up against the texans uh, harris is a player that over the last couple games has gotten or over the last three games has gone over 100 yards twice and going up against a Texans defense that is last in the league, allowing over, allowing almost 170 yards per game on the ground. I just gave up 200 yards to the Browns last week. I this is a guy that I'm, I gotta start if I'm if if I have him on my team. Yeah, exactly. And in these nine games, they've allowed 11 rushing touchdowns to the running back position, um, which I know might sound redundant when I'm saying, but there's so many receivers that get rushing touchdowns nowadays. On top of that, they've allowed a rushing touchdown in every game except for week five against Jacksonville. They've allowed over 100 yards rushing in all games except for that same game plus the Green Bay game. And on top of that, running backs are getting a lot of catches uh, against this team. And I feel like Bill Belichick has found something that's working and it's let's run the ball. Cam Newton can throw it 20 times and we're going to win games. And I think that's going to be the trend here today is they're going to drain that clock as much as possible so opposing teams can't, you know, can't have the ball. And I think Damian Harris is going to lead the way here and he's going to have another 100-yard day. Damian Harris is projected to get about 11.5 points. I can easily see him topping 15, 16 points because he's going to find the end zone, I think, in this game. Yeah, and if he gets more than – if he gets at least a touchdown, I could see him going – Easily getting to 20 points, uh, depending on touchdowns. Now, let's switch it up. Let's talk about a wide receiver. Let's talk about Keenan Allen. Now, I wanted to put Justin Herbert here as a stud. I felt like it was too obvious, so I kind of wanted to like tone it back but still talk about a Charger. Yeah, I mean, Chargers are playing the Jets, the 0-9 Jets, who have been terrible in all facets of the game, so... Pretty much anyone you start against them is going to do pretty well. Uh, I think Keenan Allen is a good pick. Uh, the last the last three games, he scored a touchdown in each of his last three games for the last five. I know you're not supposed to like rely on touchdowns or anything, but he's getting the ball consistently, and he's finding the end zone. So I think he's a great pick against the Jets. But, I mean, when you look at it, though, in nine games, they've allowed nine receiving touchdowns to wide receivers. So when you look at that, like I feel like Keenan Allen being on a touchdown streak, the Jets allowing a lot of receiving touchdowns, it just makes sense. Now, the Jets aren't like the worst team statistically in every category, especially going up against fantasy teams. Um, but I still think that whoever you have for Chargers is going to dominate. If you got Keelan Ballage, if you got Mike Williams, Justin Herbert, Hunter Henry, I think they're all going to feast. I think everybody's going to dominate. Right here, we're saying Keenan Allen is going to lead the pack. Projected 17.6 points. I would not be surprised again if that gets over 20. Uh, I could easily see a nine-catch, 95-yard touchdown day from this man here. Yeah, no doubt. I think he's going to have a good game. 
All right, now let's talk about some duds. We got a couple guys here that uh, it's just it's just me maybe. I I don't see these guys being able to step forward and break out and let's keep it let's keep talking about the AFC and we're going to talk about Baker Mayfield. Man, this guy has been on a slump lately in terms of production. Like he's doing enough to get his team to win games and the run game obviously is a big factor in that. But Baker Mayfield is not fantasy reliable anymore in my opinion. Yeah, he's too inconsistent. Besides the the game against the Bengals where he went for five touchdowns, he's kind of been like really hit or miss this season. And especially going over going up against a Philly defense that Darius Slay, I mean, we haven't seen any drop off in play from since he came over from the Lions. I think it's going to be a tougher matchup. Yeah, I if you were planning on starting Baker Mayfield, which I don't think a lot of people were, I would probably try to find someone else this week. Yeah, it's just he's only completing 61% of his passes this year, and his touchdown to turn- turnover ratio is about 2 to 1. It, it is 2 to 1, actually. And while that's not terrible, it's just he's not getting enough. He's, he's just not getting enough points to the air. And the fact is, like, they're running the ball 25 plus times a game. He's not going to get those opportunities. He has only had three 30-attempt games this year, but has not had one since week five against the Colts. So a team like Philly here who gets a lot of pressure on the quarterback, they play great in man coverage. You know, they're not... Everybody looks at Philly. And everybody looks, like, looks at the NFC East and just goes, they're bad. And that's... You're not wrong, but there's a lot of good things. A lot of these teams get pressure on the quarterback, and that's the thing here. To prevent them from their pass rushers getting pressure on Baker... The Browns are going to run the ball a lot. And if they're going to run the ball a lot, Baker's not throwing for touchdowns. And that's what I think we're going to have happen here as well. Yeah, and if you look at his last two games, he has not thrown a touchdown since that game against the Bengals. And didn't throw a touchdown against the Raiders and didn't throw a touchdown against a really soft Houston Texans defense. They did run for over 200 yards, but you still, you want to see, you want to see him put up more than the 10 points that they put up and throw for at least a touchdown or two. And so really just a lack of production over the last few weeks. All right, now let's talk about a tight end. Uh, You know, we don't get to cover tight ends a lot and everything because like I say, they're always hit or miss. We already know what we're getting. We're going to talk about Noah Font. And Noah Font looks like the real deal. He's a great for PPR. Like he gets a lot of, you know, a lot of catches and everything. But here's the down factor. Drew Locke, as time of recording this, is not going to be playing. Uh, they got Rippin that's going to come in there. And Miami is really, really good against the tight ends here this year. Uh, so for me, Noah Font is a dud this week. Do not play him. Yes, especially this Dolphins defense, which has really come into their own so far. And it looks like they're only, like you said, opposing tight ends haven't been able to do a whole lot against the Dolphins defense. The Cardinals didn't really get any. I mean, they scored a lot of points. But none of that was really the tight ends. Did give up a touchdown pass to Hunter Henry last week. But it's just, if you got a team going up against the Dolphins, unless it's like a superstar player, I'm probably not going to be starting them anytime this season. So far on the season, through their nine games, they have allowed 35 receptions, 302 yards, and three touchdowns to every tight end that they have went up against. Not just team's number one tight end, like, like what I just said right there is what like Travis Kels does in like two to three weeks. Yeah. Like that's all that Miami is allowing all season. So in my opinion, it's just, 
it's this is going to be one of those games where you're going to have to hope that if Noah Fonts gets two catches for 20 yards, they're two touchdown catches. Otherwise, avoid him. Go with somebody like Jared Cook, who was potentially on free agency, Darren Fells. You know, I, I just think there's a lot of other options you can go with. Logan Thomas, just anybody else. Just avoid Noah Font at all costs. Now, let's get into our sleepers. Aaron, it's time to get woke, man. And everybody, everybody dogs on this guy all the time. But you know what? He's cool. He's Joe cool, man. Let's talk about Joe Flacco and why he's a sleeper for this week. Yeah, I mean, Joe Flacco's going up against a Chargers defense who is not really the best. They have some talent, but they have given up points to quarterbacks over the last few weeks. And it could end up being kind of a shootout if the Jets can get something going. And at this point, I think Joe Flacco might just not care as much. Like, he doesn't have as much to lose, so he's, I think he's going to come out just slinging it. I mean, yeah, if, if you look at what he did against New England on the past Monday night, they played really well. You know, and coming off of a, coming off a bye week and everything, they have some rest on them. And I think that he has the perfect setup of receivers for his arm. Like, if he wants to go deep, he's got Perriman. If he wants that nice route runner to run those 10, 15 yards, he's got Denzel Mims, the rookie. If he wants something underneath, he's got Crowder, who can create in space for him. I like Joe Flacco against the Chargers for multiple reasons. Like you said, he's going to sling it. Two, sorry, Molly, any Charger fan, the Chargers are probably going to be winning in this game at some point, which means the Jets are going to be throwing more, which means garbage time, baby. And garbage time for fantasy is great, as long as you're starting them. Yeah, and I mean, the the running game, let's face it, it's not going to be too strong. Their run blocking is terrible. Uh, Frank Gore, I think he's pushing 50 years old. And Michael P. Ryan is also not showing anything real special. So they may, if they get things moving, they may have to do that through the air. That's with Joe Flacco. Yeah, and so far in the year, the Chargers are giving up 18, receive, or 18 touchdowns to quarterbacks. Joe Flacco just threw three touchdowns against New England, who was a much better defense, even though they're depleted. You know, he was 72% in that game, 262 yards. I look for a repeat performance here and if you can get that out of a guy sitting on your waiver wire you know what maybe maybe you have baker mayfield you know maybe this year your quarterbacks were josh allen and baker mayfield and allen's on by and you're like i can't start mayfield you guys just told me i can't go get flacco right now he's gonna help you out now our last sleeper is a rookie and he plays for the philadelphia eagles you know i'm looking at this we're we're pretty much only talking about like three games here when I'm- yeah i also kind of noticed that I'm looking at our, our list and everything. We just keep flipping back and forth. But Jalen Rager, rookie wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, going up against the Cleveland Browns. They'll be in Cleveland. Let's talk about why he has potential here to be a guy that's going to win you this week. Well, first of all, I'm looking at the targets that he's gotten the last few games uh, against the football team and against the Rams. He got four targets each, and then... Against the Cowboys, got six targets. And last game against the Giants, got seven targets. So I'm seeing his targets going up. I think uh, Carson Wentz is starting to be able to trust him more, especially since he was out a bit with injury. Um, He's starting to kind of get some chemistry with him. I think his targets are going to keep going up, and he's going to start getting some uh, 100-yard games here, maybe a touchdown or two. 
Yeah, and th- what I like to see is when a quarterback trusts a rookie over guys that he hasn't. I mean, granted, the Eagles don't have like the deepest wide receiving room, but I just like to see that when he trusts a rookie. Jalen Rager was highly regarded coming out of college. Like we like this guy a lot during our draft review, and we thought he fit perfectly here. I think that he is going to find the end zone in this game. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are giving up tons of points to opposing wide receivers. They've given up 12 receiving touchdowns to the wide receiver position on the year so far. Look for Jalen Rager to surprise everybody and have his coming out game in his rookie season. And that is going to do it for us here on Second and Short in this week's edition of Studs, Duds, and Sleepers. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to click that subscribe button down below to stay up to date on everything that is second and short. Make sure to click that like button down below. Give us a thumbs up. It's the cheapest way you can support us. And leave us a comment down below of who your studs, duds, and sleepers are as well. If you want to check us out on social media, be sure to look at Facebook where we're updating every post. And we're also on Twitter where we try to get polls posted, interacting with everyone. And on Instagram where we have posts with the news updates discussion points things like that try to get polls going it took out i just started doing like these pre like these sunday like pre-game polls to see who everyone thinks is gonna uh, win each game so uh, come on come on in come on down start participating up in here and thank you guys for listening good luck in your fantasy matchups <laughs>